1: today doing great how are you i am i'm a little disjointed um but i'm fine
0: well you had an eventful week
1: yeah it was very leading audience uh so i apologize (laughs) for uh, playing coy but uh we had a shooting in our neighborhood that um resulted in somebody dying at our front door and uh, it's been quite an ordeal for my little sleepy corner of downtown austin and it has really thrown me for a loop Uh, i have a real new appreciation for what people in traumatic situations deal with mentally you know because it did i mean it's no one that I knew. I, the body laid in the street in full view of my home. He was there for five hours. He was uncovered. Um, Austin PD collected evidence for uh, five, six hours. And uh, and he just lay there in, in full public view, um, shot multiple times. So there was also, not wow. to be graphic, um, but th- it was just, it was uncomfortable to look at for many reasons. Um, yes. And so... Yeah, this week I have been uh, bursting into tears for zero reason. Like, no reason, just walking down the stairs. Well, there's plenty of
0: reason. You saw someone get shot. I mean, I I think that's the reason.
1: And sure, but like there wasn't, it's not like there was blood on the stairs as I was going down the stairs, right? Or like I, it it was just random stuff. And the thing that really struck me is the most peculiar um, is... Every act of kindness that I see on TikTok or in the news, right? right? Every yeah. genuine act of kindness, yeah. I burst into tears. Yeah. Um, there was a TikTok of a girl wearing a hijab who, who's saying, oh, I know sometimes it's uncomfortable to eat alone and maybe you have social anxiety. Let's eat together. And then she like eats a sandwich and talks the person through that it's okay to be together. <laughs> I'm going to cry now.
0: <laughs> no.
1: I'm such a sucky. But anyway, um, things are things are getting better. The police uh, may have some leads. We'll see where it lands. As, how about yeah. you? How are things?
0: Um, I'm fine. Nothing happened to me. I didn't have any traumatic events happen this week, thank God. And I'm sorry that happened to you. That really sucks. Um, I hope that you get to feeling better soon. And uh, maybe maybe you can start working in the community now for community um, rights and things like that. I, although I think the police acted reasonably, didn't they? And it, I mean, besides the fact that they had to walk over a dead body. Totally. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. There so there was...
0: You always worry about that when police get involved in something these days.
1: Very much so. And, and there's quite a bit going on uh, around that. And I've spoken with our city council district person uh, who was amazing. I um, had initially called her office three times over the past few months in regards to this nightclub and concerns uh-huh. of violent fights in the street. Um, right. And, and, of course, call the police, too. I mean, the, these are fights sure. where people are someone's going to die just from the tone of the screaming at each other. Right. Sure. Um, and so anyway, uh She's been great and the police have been great. So I um we'll we'll see what happens, but basically nothing's gonna change and the bar's been very clear that uh they're sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't happen again for any reason.
1: Same. So.
0: Keep my fingers crossed for you. Same. Um, but really, nothing has happened to me at all. I've just been working, which is all I do all week long, every week. And um, I think last weekend I didn't do anything or go anywhere. Although the, I'm thinking about going to, there is a, it's such a topic change. There's a Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, in Golden Gate Park now, which is, it's only there temporarily, unfortunately. I think we should have a Ferris wheel all the time. That's the mark of any big city is a giant Ferris wheel. Of course. But um, I want to go there and sit on it. Um but Brent thinks it's it's a little unsafe he's much more conservative COVID wise than I am I went to Arizona for a while and he wasn't sure the driving was safe so he didn't want to go um, not driving itself but you know stopping to get gas and to get food and then you know having to go to the store when you're in a different place and we order all our food here so we never go to the grocery store we never go anywhere literally we almost never go anywhere but so I don't think he's going to go on the Ferris wheel with me um, until COVID is over, which means I might have to go by myself, which is, I mean, he, I think he would be okay with that, which doesn't make any sense because if I got COVID on the Ferris wheel and brought it home to him, he would get it too. So he might as well enjoy the ride, but no.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I got nothing. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say I agree with you, but maybe it's yeah. this idea of if I go, if you go, maybe the, you'll miss catching the virus. But if I'm one foot behind be you, I'll chance. catch it. Yeah, twice as yeah. twice as chancy. Yeah, I mean there is logic there, and I and I get it. Um, but I agree with you. It's kind of like
0: yeah, totally. we but it's Halloween, so your 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 Zoom background is a bunch of pumpkins, which is awesome. Um, it looks great. And tomorrow is Halloween. Um, by the time this goes on the air, this it will be. Probably not Halloween unless we save it for next year. <laughs> it's totally not being Halloween. <laughs> but we have a Halloween themed episode. We do this week,
1: and, and we have a great one. Uh, it's very light and easy and fun. So we started off <laughs> heavy and serious. To that's our trick for your trick. But it
0: just wouldn't be authentic of us to not talk about the things that happened to us. You know, even even the really serious ones. So I think it's appropriate in this case to talk about it a little bit. Agreed. It uh, and have felt we've done that. Stupid.
1: To say, yeah, yeah. Um, I made, co- I did make cookies. I made Halloween cookies. I frosted them. You made them.
0: awesome zombie cookies.
1: I, they will be on our Instagram. I think they look like <laughs> frogs, but. Um,
0: that's hilarious.
1: That's, you know, it is what it, they were eating. Of course.
0: I found a new bunch pan that we have to get um, at Williams-Sonoma, which I'll send you the link for. And I'll put it on the show. We'll put it on the show notes. So what's the apology um, this week then? How is there a Halloween themed apology?
1: Right. And so that was actually really tricky. And you came up with a genius idea. I I had nothing other than the Salem witch trial apologies, which um, right. interesting, but I mean, that's been done to death. Everybody's burned a witch once in their life. Sure. Sure. Uh, so what we have is an apology from a child, a handwritten apology note. For stealing a bowl of candy. Let's read it. Here we go. So, dear Mr. Bauman and family, I am truly, truly for taking your candy bowl. <laughs> I am going to be 100% honest with everything I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I red have, flag. Well, I, I'll save it. Okay. So, um, I'm going to be 100% honest with everything I am about to say. I have truly realized what I have done was completely selfish and immature and just plain wrong. I was only just thinking about myself and having a good time but not thinking about how it was going to impact others. Everything today was taken to heart and I know better to never do anything like that again. So all I can ask for is your forgiveness from you and your family and grant them blessings. Okay, so let's start with, she left the word sorry out. Of the first line i'm truly truly already
0: i mean all i can think of when i when i hear that apology is that some poor kid sitting at the kitchen table with his parents standing over his shoulders saying you're truly sorry and you'll never do this again and you understand how selfish and immature you were and write that down
1: (laughs) totally it and so i smell a fish I think there's some insincerity in here. Like, I'm sorry yeah. that I got caught is what I'm going to be. Yeah. And then I love this bit. I'm going to be 100% honest with everything I'm about to say. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of the note. Right?
0: That kind of leads you to believe it. maybe he's not being 100% honest.
1: There could have been some lying involved here, right?
0: <laughs> um, so,
1: and this thing of like, I'm selfish and immature and just plain wrong. I mean that yeah. totally is something my mother would have said to me verbatim.
0: Yes, yes. Was, oh, poor you! Just playing wrong. A kid.
1: If I had stolen a bowl <laughs> full of candy, I'd be mean, probably. But that's have been a, tr- right.
0: a trick, right? Isn't that what Halloween is about? I mean, I know you're supposed to ask. <gasps> oh, first, but... Good question.
1: That's a great question. <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> that should have been in their note. Haven't you ever heard of Halloween? <laughs> I mean, you left candy out. I assume you know what the holiday is all about. <laughs> that would have been my apology note.
0: Yeah, that's great. No, I think I don't think it's actually a trick because you're supposed to say "trick or treat" first, and then if you don't get a treat, you then you take whatever you want to take off their list. Okay, porch.
1: that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing that the thing that I don't know what it is about this part that bugs me so much, but. I I like this bit, right? So all I can ask for is your forgiveness from you and your family.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Perfect. And then grant them blessings.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that means. I guess maybe God grant your family blessings. Who knows?
1: Oh, I thought it was the child blessing the people (laughs) like she or he is the Pope. And just (laughs) dispensing blessings left. You know, I did something bad. And because I did something bad, you...
0: I'm going to bless you. Yes.
1: I'm going to make up for it. (laughs) Here's your blessing. You wouldn't get this. Oh, that's funny. So, I don't know, Pope Junior. I'm going to (sighs) say I wouldn't accept that. But then I do. Because it's a kid.
0: I know. I totally accept this kid's apology. I mean, what's he going to say? You know, I... what are you going to do? Your parents are standing there over you. You kind of feel bad about it. You kind of don't. You wish you'd gotten away with it. But you're just a kid. You don't know any better. Your brain isn't fully developed. So I'm going to accept it. It's a, it's a minor...
1: Um, oh, yes. In, whatever. Infraction of societal In fraction, norms you. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it is cute. This It's so... Innocent, not only the crime, but this idea of writing a note, a handwritten note, and leaving it uh, at the door as as a form of apology. I love these these I don't know these social connections, right? Um, Or what words am I looking for? Traditions, cultural norms. Um, Yeah, yeah, and it is. I mean, I'll say it. It's also exceptional. I think everybody's had something stolen from the front of their house at least once.
0: Oh, sure. Amazon all the time.
1: Yeah. Yes. I've had garden statues. and Well, not statues, but like, you know, little tiny statues. Yeah,
0: little statues.
1: Stolen and um, lanterns and bullshit like that. And it happens. And okay, great. i glad I have and good Halloween
0: taste. Halloween used to be about pranks and mischief. It, so that was actually the, I think, the origin. Well, the origin goes way back.
1: It does. It sounds like somebody did more homework than I did again. And so <laughs> I, I did some homework. I have some. Okay. I know where you're leading me, but but let's see if I, let's see if my homework was as Go good for as yours. It. Oh, well, was that all your homework? Because if it was, then.
0: Oh, yeah, that's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and let you talk the rest of the episode. Like, every show. So. <laughs> <laughs> like try, every show.
1: Try and get a word in edgewise. I, <laughs> I'm a samurai conversation. That's
0: funny. No, I didn't start too far back in history, um, in the history of Halloween because I thought you might be doing it. So I started around the late 1800s, but it really only went so far into that. So I thought maybe you had gone into the early, like the really early um, Halloween. But if you didn't, we can we can briefly mention it and move on.
1: You're a genius, and you know me so well because yes, that <laughs> yes. I started like Halloween and then fell down a rabbit hole for about an hour. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: And so, um, what we know is Halloween started on a Wednesday. No, no, nobody knows anything
0: <laughs> really. I was nodding. <laughs> Wednesday, sure. Wednesday, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: um, okay, so. So Halloween is an incorporation of a lot of old religious traditions and observations. Um, we have some sense that our modern form of Halloween comes from the Irish. Um, this is appropriately Samhain, which is a harvest festival. Um, so what we know about Celtic Samhain Comes from the ancient Irish sagas, which were written between the 9th and 12th centuries. Now, the Celts didn't have a written language, or at least not a written language that we, we understand. I think there's some form of, and I, is it called Odum? I forget, but I think there's some circles, and people have said like some of the artwork might actually be some form of writing. Don't know, can't say. So we have to leave it to the Christian missionaries who came to Ireland in the 5th century and started taking notes in about 900 through 1200 about ancient Irish stories and traditions. So uh, Samhain, for the Celtic belief, was the beginning of the new year. The following day is the first day of winter. Um, Mm. Halloween is uh, about aging and death. Harvest. Uh, a lot of our imagery centers around death, but also mm-hmm. it's uh, pastoral, right? So there's pumpkins, of course, but, um, uh,
0: apples and yeah, exactly and things like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then um, our idea of the the conventional idea of uh, let's call it the Disney cartoon witch. Right, yeah. uh, who is an older woman, the crone, is an aspect of the mother goddess. It's, uh, it's fate, and I've forgotten her actual Greek name. Sorry, fate. It's not that you're not important. I'm just real bad with names. <laughs> and, uh, it, and so we have all of that kind of symbolism and all of that imagery moving forward through time. Uh, In one of the ancient Irish tales out of this saga, there's a hero named Nura, and he is sent begging from door to door. Uh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, isn't that cool? And then uh, in the same story, Nura enters into the fairy realm through a door in a hillside. And that gets to this idea of Samhain and Halloween is a thinning of the veil. It's where the two worlds, the afterlife and, and the living uh, Mm -hmm. have an opportunity Mm -hmm. to cross over. Um, so there was a lot of, a a lot of imagery, a lot of ideas, a lot of symbolism about crossing over and movement, um, Mm -hmm. which is probably why Nura has to go from door to door. He is moving. Right. And I didn't read the, the, uh, the story. I thought about it, but that's all I did was think about it. Um, so <laughs> if I'd done real homework, I should have done that. But um, and and so at the same time, there was also a uh, Celtic tradition of leaving food out for the gods, and you left the food out for the gods to come by and help themselves, oh. not only as a form of, of offering, but a form of protection for your household and home, right? right? So appeasing the gods who are traveling the land because the veils have thinned, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm putting right. a lot of my own spin onto this, everybody. Um, but, but I would say, like, I could write an academic paper. Uh, Interesting. And it would stack up, I think. So let's see. Yes, and so that's great. And... Then uh, the Christian church at a certain point in the 600s, and I think it's Pope Gregory the Magnificent, but don't hold me to that, um, told missionaries, hey, listen, when you're out in the fields doing work, rather than telling people you can't worship that God, just find a way to bring it over into our side, right? So if Mm -hmm. the natives are worshiping a tree, just consecrate the tree to Christ and let them right. go on worshiping the tree, right. and that'll be great. And so, right. Salmon was one of those holidays that the Christian missionaries didn't know what to do with because yeah. it's about death and dying, but there wasn't really People a way were to really
0: uh, yeah. attached to it.
1: Um, so they didn't want; it. they couldn't get rid of it. So what they did was they invented All Souls' Day, which is right. uh, in the uh, Middle English the word saint was hallow and we still have uh, a vestiture of that in our term of like hallowed ground. And so hallows day was saints day. It was the day to worship all the saints. And that allowed for hallow evening or the evening of Mm -hmm. the hallow day where we get Halloween. Um, And cool, great, don't know, sort of, yes, there was some Halloween, um, I don't even want to call it observation, but in the 1700s in America, there's a reference to hallow tide. Um, Uh But it doesn't seem to have really taken off culturally in the U.S. until about the 1800s when the Irish came over because of the, well, we say potato famine, but at a certain point, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting way too nerdy. Because the English apparently took all of the potatoes uh, in a form of tax. So while there was a blight on the potato crops, uh, I've been led to understand that this Uh idea that like, oh, the potatoes all died, isn't actually 100% true. true. The surviving potatoes were sent to England. And so Uh. that exacerbated the Irish starvation and what forced a lot of um, Irish people, hi, some of my ancestors... Over to the yeah, U.S.,
0: yeah. which takes
1: us to wow. where your homework.
0: Yeah. So in the I started in about the late 1800s because I figured you would go up to that point more or less. God, um,
1: you're so fucking uh, smart. <laughs> you
0: really are. And I didn't. I, I left all the Irish stuff to you, um, so what I have is that um, the at, at the point uh, where Theo is, has been talking about, Halloween was really about things like um, ghosts because of the that thinning of the veil that he mentions, um, and witchcraft, but also pranks, so it was a, a big um, way of, of um, playing pranks on your neighbors and friends, but uh, in the late 1800s, the uh, America tried to make Halloween more about community and neighborly parties than, than about things like ghosts and pranks and witchcraft. So um, there were a lot of Halloween parties focusing on foods of the season, like we were talking about, things like apples and pumpkins, and and um, I don't know what else is a food of the season, but that sort of thing, uh, gores of various types, I guess, and costumes. Um, so... So I just showed you a picture of this ghastly pumpkin um, that is from, I think, the 1950s. But I, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. Now, it might be the 1920s. I'm sorry. I don't have the date. But I'll find out. And we'll put it in the show notes uh, along with the picture. It's quite frightening. It is uh, awesome. Yeah. So Halloween in, in the early 1800s, as I mentioned, was um, a time for scaring people and, uh, as the Smithsonian says, a time for anarchy. Jack-o'-lanterns dangled from the ends of sticks and teens jumped out from behind walls to terrorize smaller kids. So it was it was all for fun, but eventually, like everything else, it deteriorates and becomes sort of less fun and kids were out um, demanding sweets or money or, so, or, or something in, in uh, in exchange for not burning down your house. So why not make it a tradition that people can (laughs) enjoy? (laughs) So uh, the Smithsonian said, teach them how to ask politely for sweets and urge adults to have treats at the ready. So the first magazine articles talking about trick-or-treat were in the American Home magazine in the late 1930s. And uh, radio programs aimed at kids like the Baby Snooks show and TV shows aimed at families like Jack Benny um, put the idea of trick-or-treating in front of a national audience. Uh, 1952, there was a Donald Duck cartoon actually called Trick-or-Treat, which millions of people saw. Um, And Huey, Dewey, and Louie get Uncle Donald Duck to give them candy instead of bombs, which
1: is awesome. (laughs) Instead of bombs? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well explosives <laughs> So he tries to blow them up first, but then they convince him to I haven't seen this this episode but it try, he, then they convince him to give him candy instead. So so as, as America became more modern um, it, it, things got more and more um, out of control and, and the mid 20th century press called started calling it the Halloween problem and Americans were trying to make the holiday safer for uh, for kids. So um, the treats sort of come from the tricks, so to speak, like the, the treats were a way to distract and divert uh, kids and young people from uh, performing tricks on others that were not so nice. So um, so now we're in the 1920s. Um, So in addition to um, America trying to make um, Halloween less about mischief and mayhem and and more about fun, uh, there was the war in the 1940s which affected things uh, that were available, goods and services that were available in the United States. And to alleviate things like uh, hoarding all the toilet paper, which we saw not so long ago, um, rationing was implemented in the U.S., and uh, books were printed with stamps to exchange for goods, and you could only get so much of of any one thing. And a third of the sugar imported to the United States came from the Philippines, which was occupied by Japan. So sugar was the first thing to be rationed in in, uh, 19. Forty-two, So Halloween celebrations um, had to focus um, less on treats and pranks because pranks were categorized by the government as the same category as sabotage uh, during wartime. So, uh, um, trick or treating was halted in 1942 so that tired workers could rest and not slow down the country's vital production lines. And other activities were provided for kids. So, they had things like movies um, at high schools, uh, costume contests, parades, and uh, things like that. People went to, to YMCAs for dances and celebrations instead of uh, going out and trick or treating. It was almost, I wouldn't say it was almost illegal to trick or treat in 1942, but it was certainly frowned upon. Um, But sugar rationing ended in 1947, and this is when we really see the commercialization of Halloween kicking off. So companies launched ad campaigns, um, kids' magazines featured trick-or-treating, there were more costume parties that continued to be a thing, and hayrides. In 1951, there was uh, the first Halloween peanut strip when uh, Charlie Brown modeled for Patty's Jack-o'-lantern. And... In 1966, the great pump, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, came out, which is not the best of the Peanuts uh, TV shows, but it's not bad. So I think the Christmas one will always be the best one, personally. I'm a big Peanuts fan. So It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, was actually nominated for three Emmys, and um, kids actually sent candy to Charlie Brown because they felt okay, bad for him. Okay, you're
1: going to have to stop right there because yeah. you have to explain that to me. What? I, I watched it last weekend. It's a great pumpkin, oh, Charlie you? Brown. I did. Yeah, yeah. Saturday night, I wanted to do something kind of Halloween-y, but also uplifting and fun because, you know, pandemic and politics. Sure. So I was like, sure. oh, I watched Charlie Brown. And and it wasn't awesome. I mean, it was okay. No, I was expecting it's okay. a flood of nostalgia. I haven't seen it in 10 years, 15 years, right? I'm only yeah. 25. So, of course, the last time I saw it was like when I was 10 years old. Um yeah, well, it and just so doesn't it was have the great for...
0: music of the Christmas one. But it was nominated for three Emmys. I think perhaps at that time, um, television programs were not as advanced as they are now.
1: Ah, maybe. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the playing field.
0: So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was 1966, so there were probably other things that, that were better than that. But um, maybe it was sort of everyone loved pump, eh, Pumpkin. Everyone loved Peanuts. And so it was just great to have a TV show. And it was probably very popular with the kids. I don't know. But, I mean, if kids sent candy to Charlie Brown because they felt bad for him, they must have watched it.
1: That is so adorable. Would it happen today? I don't know. Are our children that giving How would kind? it happen?
0: You wouldn't even know where to send anything anymore. Would you? And who are you going to send it to? YouTube? I mean.
1: Fair enough. Society's over. I
0: don't know. Society is over. It's the worst. Um, yeah, and speaking of doing good things um, Kids used to walk around with uh, a UNICEF box When they went trick-or-treating to collect money for UNICEF And the first year they did that, they raised $175 million in the US
1: That is crazy! $175 million?
0: In like the 60s or something well, That would so be like a like billion $50 today All the money in the world and you
1: know that money was in the form of nickels and quarters these kids are walking
0: around 40 pounds of money but that's a great thing that you don't see today um you don't see a lot of people going door to door and i guess it's because we're afraid that um we're afraid of what might happen which will lead us momentarily to another interesting topic um but when i grew up i remember we had uh, and this was in pennsylvania philadelphia area we had something called mischief night which a lot of people don't have um and it's very um it's centered on the the philadelphia new jersey area and what that is is sort of a throwback to the days when halloween was more about pranks and mischief night is the night before halloween i think is the night before halloween um and you go out and you toilet paper people's houses and trees and throw eggs at houses and cars and write on people's windows with soap and smash their pumpkins, um, stuff like that. So nothing really um, property damaging. And, you know, they, you know we used soap to write on windows, not ink. So I think people were, were cognizant of not really doing any damage, but still having fun. And I understand they do this in some other places, and it's known as things like Devil's Night, Goosey Night, Moving Night, Cabbage Night, and Matt Night, which is interesting. I think Mistress Night makes the most sense. But it was a lot of fun. Um, and we weren't supposed to do it, but we did it anyway. So, did you and ever... if mom is listening, I never did it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I never did it either. Uh, any never. of that. I never took soap.
1: <laughs> We didn't have a word for it when I was growing up, but, uh-huh. um, you would run around and I only lived, I mean, I only did it once and I was six mm. years old and I got to run mm. with like the bigger, older kids. Big kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I remember taking a bar of, um, it was probably zest soap yeah. and write, writing on somebody's basement window. Cause that was ground yeah. level, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then corning. Did you ever corn anybody's house?
0: No. You take I don't know what a that is.
1: handful of dried popcorn, yeah. unpopped. Unpopped right? popcorn. And you throw it at the front door and it makes this clattering noise that's really loud and super disturbing.
0: And then you wow. run away laughing. <laughs> well, that's an innocent way of having fun. And you're giving people popcorn. That. No, totally. Yeah, they can eat afterwards. Right. that's awesome so but I mentioned um not going around door-to-door collecting money with UNICEF um anymore because people were afraid of what might happen and um one of the things that Halloween has sort of turned into or people are afraid of around Halloween is is uh, getting candy that's been tainted or uh, in some way um like you know adulterated with with razor blades or something like that So um, the interesting thing about that, and I don't know if you did any research on this. None. Um, Okay. But the interesting thing about that is that none of this ever happened. All the stories you hear about people having uh, razor blades and apples and um, poison and various things never happened. The only things that have ever really happened, well, there's only one instance that has been proven, and that is the instance of uh, one father who poisoned his own son by putting, I think it was arsenic, in pixie sticks. And oh, he yeah. also, he, he, I believe he killed his son, but I, uh, he also put the poison in his son's friend's pixie sticks. They just didn't eat them. Thank God. Wow. Um, yeah, but he wanted to do that to, to make it look like he wasn't the one who did it, to, to divert the suspicion from himself. Um, but unfortunately, uh, his son did die, and, and he, was, he was convicted. But um, this led me to go down a rabbit hole of my own, which is completely unrelated to Halloween. But... Um, is interesting to me, um, and that is uh, how safe is our food, the food that we eat um, on a daily basis. Like I, I understand, there are a lot of regulations and a lot of in- industry organizations that um, work on that regulate the food that we eat and how it's produced. But um, I had heard some rumors about Trump lessening or Trump deregulating uh, the food system, and so I looked into it a little bit. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, but um, in January 2017, uh, Trump told agencies, uh, food regulation agencies, well, all agencies, I think, to repeal two rules for every new one. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember hearing that and thinking, that's insane. Um, but he actually did, and they have been trying to do that. I'm not sure if it was a law, but it was something he definitely uh, put emphasis on and I believe keeps up with, if, or someone keeps up with for him, probably. And he's using COVID as an excuse to continue, um, continue doing this. So we we have seen clean air regulations and pollution reporting rules being rolled back and uh, restrictions from labor protections for meatpacking workers. Um, So the industry is happy about this because they say it makes it easier for them to provide food for the public, but advocates for safety worry about the impact on workers and the environment. So one of the things you might be interested in is that... um, Used to be that poultry processors, chicken manufacturers, manufacturers—they don't manufacture the chicken. <laughs> How adorable! A chicken <laughs> they factory. It. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be that they had to dispose of chickens with tumors caused by avian leukosis, oh which is a cancer-causing virus in chickens. And now some poultry plants can just cut the tumors off and, and send the chickens on. I know I'm never eating chicken again since I read this. Um, not only that, but the, there's a new thing called a poultry inspection service, which lets the chicken processors um, run their lines faster, which makes it harder for workers to see things like tumors. So you might see tumors getting through at higher rates. And it also increases the injury rates of the workers who are trying so hard to, um, to process all these chickens. It used to be like, I don't know, it was like 120 chickens a, a, an hour or something. Now it's 150 or something. So it's, it's, it's significantly greater... Um, rate that these chickens are coming through on the on the um what do you call those lines conveyor processing belt? lines conveyor belt yeah conveyor belt so not only that but now that we have coronavirus um osha is not required to track the spread of workplace illnesses so they don't have to. They don't have to track coronavirus at all. OSHA is not responsible for for any of that. Um, it's supposedly up to companies to make a good faith effort to track illnesses, which you know how that is. I see you rolling your eyes. Oh, exactly I, a good faith effort means no effort at all. Horrified <laughs> on
1: so many fucking levels. It's like, right? hi, this is just the stuff that keeps people alive. It's called food, but mm, you know, yeah, yeah. why not? We'll we don't just...
0: really care. It doesn't matter. Money, so, money, money. Then, the EPA stopped fining food plants and fertilizer factories for excessive emissions or chicken and pig farms for unsafe runoff. Again, the companies are supposed to monitor themselves. Um, the EPA would not issue fines if COVID 19 was the cause of an issue. So all you have to do is say, yeah, we have a lot of, of uh, runoffs uh, from our factory, but we're, we've all got COVID, so that's why. The EPA would be like, all right, no problem. Um, And and now the other thing that I can't believe people aren't up in arms about is that food labels um, don't have to provide, well, first off, nutrition, restaurants don't have to provide nutrition labeling for packaged food they sell, which is a big deal now that people are getting more takeout um, due to COVID. So they don't have to label calories and um, large chain restaurants. You've noticed over the past, I don't know, decades that um, chain restaurants are providing calorie counts and, and other nutrition information on their menus. That's no longer required. Um, and not only that, but, uh, the big deal, which I didn't for some reason write about, um, the, the FDA is allowing food and drink products to have ingredients substituted without updating the labels. So the ingredients can't be one of the big eight allergens like peanuts, but it can still be things that cause severe health consequences and they don't, they don't have to update their labels anymore. So, uh, there, there are other things that are that are going on, but it's really crazy. Um, and meat processing plants have been declared critical infrastructure as of this April. So um, when folks in meat processing plants get coronavirus, uh, the plants cannot close; they have to stay open. And just the um, the workers don't have PPE protective equipment um, or anything dividing them from each other or they, they can't social distance because they need to stand so close to each other on those conveyor belts. Um, they have extended shifts up to 11 hours for people and the, made the line faster, as I mentioned. And someone said, this means we bump into each other more often as we work. We don't even have time to cover our mouths if we sneeze because the line is moving so fast, which is horrible. Just the working conditions are, are unbelievable. Um, there, he's uh, Trump is also gutting the school lunch nutrition program, and uh, probably one of the worst things that's going on is is Trump has been consistently hiring conservatives to key roles in the FDA, and these folks disregard science. So um, we've seen people. Re- putting out press releases and editorials, calling for a good personnel sweep of the FDA and calling the FDA an organization of petty people with personal agendas. So they're basically trying to delegitimize these organizations that have been put in place to protect our food Um And basically making food less safe. So I, for one, am no longer going to eat meat of any kind after reading these articles. I I just don't think it's safe enough. um, And I I don't think the workers are treated appropriately. So no more chicken, no more poultry, no more uh, meat or fish for me.
1: I can't be more horrified by what I've just heard. That is, I didn't know any of that. And one, we are breaking news. So
0: yeah. <laughs> and, Hooray for
1: us. Hooray for us. And, and two, like, I it I'm troubled on many levels, but also if we all stop eating animals soon there'll be so many of them, they'll be eating us.
0: <laughs> I don't so, think it works that way. <laughs> but I thought
1: that's why we ate animals. <laughs>
0: That's funny. No, there are, we are breeding animals to eat, which we should stop. I think, um, we can have cows meandering around pastures happily on their own, um, without worrying about being eaten. And, um, I that would be perfect.
1: All right. So I'm, I'm with you 100%, but to, and I'm a, I love, uh, I love my animal friends. They are delicious. Right. um, yeah, I I will not have this conversation because now I hear all my vegetarian and vegan friends screaming because I I'm about to say things that are that are horrible. Like I don't know if a cow's really worried about being eaten, but I will <laughs> say cows
0: screaming. They totally know they're going to be killed.
1: Oh no, because I there was that documentary that I didn't watch on purpose. <laughs>
0: Um, I
1: bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Slaughter is horrible.
1: Oh wow, but um, yeah, okay. So and, and there and there's a lot there, and maybe there's a meat industry apology or something. Right. Uh, for sure, there'll be one in the future. Thanks, Trump. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, and, and we can cover that uh, because I do find that interesting, and and it's a it's a great conversation. Right, eating meat, not eating meat, etc. Um, right, but also it's just uh, it—it's horrific that it health regulations around food, regardless of if it's meat or let's say uh, I couldn't think of the word for vegetables because <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat them. I only eat meat.
0: You only eat meat, yeah. I,
1: I'll chase a cow down the street. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, there's been what is it, listeria in lettuce?
0: Yeah, like
1: a ton of uh, that. E. coli. I was going to say syphilis. Um <laughs> What's that other one that starts with an S? Salmonella.
0: Uh, salmonella. Yeah,
1: there's there's been that. Um, it so. Uh, well,
0: that's not because of lack of regulations, but if if there were fewer regulations, we may not uh, um, be able to handle things like salmonella and E. coli outbreaks as easily as we do now. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no way to prevent such things from happening, at least occasionally. But we have to have rules in place to handle, um, oh. to make them happen less often. Like, you know, let's not have people uh, eliminating in the fields, for example. <laughs> yeah, let's not
1: go back to the 1800s with our regulations right. when people were dying. Right. So what I'm hearing from you is the only safe food to eat is candy.
0: Candy, totally.
1: Candy is 100% safe. And it's safe
0: safe. now. It is 100% safe. Nobody poisons candy. Nobody puts uh, razor blades in candy. Even if someone gives your kid popcorn balls, totally safe. Don't worry about it. Let let them eat it.
1: Well, then, amen, because that's what I'll be eating tomorrow since we'll have no (laughs) trick-or-treaters coming to our door. And I did buy $30 worth of candy.
0: Do you ever have trick or treaters come to your house?
1: We had one last year, and Aww. in our old house, and he was like two Did he years give them old. Give all the
0: candy. Here's all the candy. <laughs> his parents wouldn't let me. I, tra-
1: I gave his parents candy, and they were like, uh-huh. "No thanks, but all right, we'll take one piece." Like, oh, come on, you hippies!
0: No fun.
1: Take take all of it. So yeah, no fun. So, okay, so how about you? Do you get trick or treaters in your neck of the woods?
0: No. We don't, and I don't know why. Because my block is a block of people who own their homes, which is just the block I live in, San Francisco. So every block is different, and one block up is renters. So I understand why they don't get. But maybe people just don't know where the where the homes are. Um, but about six to eight blocks from here, there is a street that has all of the Halloween trick or treaters come to, and everyone on that block, you know, really goes all out with the lights and the decorations and makes it a lot of fun. I, I had a friend who lived on that street and one year i went and helped him give out candy and it was like the best halloween i ever had because there were so many kids and and they were all dressed up and they were so excited and you know inside the house the guy was having a party with like alcohol and adult things and then outside the house it was kids so you could alternate between having a, a childhood christmas or christmas ha- halloween and having an adult halloween <laughs> christmas <laughs> christmas, christmas perfect <laughs> stop
1: it's halloween. So it, halloween totally fun i uh, know
0: you said you went to like target or something at cost plus and they were, they had Christmas things.
1: I'm the biggest bargain shopper on the planet, and so like yeah, the week before Halloween or whatever, things start getting discounted, and I'll go around and I'll pick up some decorations or whatever. Um, yeah, Target had had some Halloween decorations up and they weren't on sale, bastards. And uh-huh. Uh, I went to Home Goods. Uh, speci- uh-huh. I feel weird saying all these name brands, but there you go. Um, specifically for Halloween decorations, and no, they had Christmas. There, there huh. were like two. No lie, two witch dolls that you would sit on a shelf like Elf on a Shelf, but they were witches. Right. Um, Witch on a Shelf. Which is this thing of Halloween trying to seal all of the Christmas traditions because Halloween doesn't know what to do with itself with decorations outside of jack-o'-lanterns. You know, there's like scary, I'm going to call them scary trees. They're not scary trees. (laughs) <laughs> They're just trees with no leaves, and then you hang like bats and skeletons on them or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I mean, come on, don't rip off a Christmas tree. Come up <laughs> with something original. Um, not cool. Did you uncover in your homework the the amount of money that Americans spend on Halloween?
0: Like two billion or something? No, more than that. Two
1: point six on candy. Yeah, and nine billion on halloween total so within that you know call it three billion 30 percent um is for candy and then the rest of it and and this was from the well so i was gonna well not from decor at home goods because they didn't have any (laughs) um but i'm gonna say it was it's probably alcohol because this was from the national
0: Uh, well alcohol is not halloween though i mean do they have halloween alcohols no,
1: but I guess people throw parties. Um,
0: I but, guess.
1: I mean, so maybe. Um, but I can't imagine that people are spending that it's much It's probably money zombie sugar cookies. On costume. Well, undoubtedly, because I'll tell you, it took me <laughs> six cups of uh, icing, uh, whatever you call that Yum. powdered sugar. Um, mm. So, I mean, is it costumes and decorations?
0: Must be. That's, That's a lot of money. But I guess they can dollars. get expensive. I don't know. There's a store down the street from us that rents Halloween costumes, and that's the only way I would ever do it these days. I wouldn't buy them.
1: I don't wear costumes anymore.
0: Um, oh, yeah, I haven't I've, for years. But
1: I did up until, like, maybe 10 years ago. And I really? just, yeah. Which is also this thing of, like, when you were growing up, right, and when mm-hmm. you were not doing Mitch's Knife. Misha, right. Ms, oh Mischief. My, MFG. <laughs> See, I'm so good, I can't even say the word. <laughs> but d- did adults celebrate Halloween? No, no, not in my no. circle. Uh, my circle, like my circle of adults, yeah, not in my mother's no. circle yeah. either.
0: Right? Yeah, I don't know if they, if my dad and mom even decorated for Halloween. I think they must have done something, but like a pumpkin. But maybe that's
1: it. I'm gonna say same. We didn't have decorations. We didn't do anything. We didn't go out
0: like you see occasionally these days.
1: And so I I remember a certain point growing up that like, oh, I can't do Halloween anymore because I'm too old. Right?
0: Yeah, it was around 11 or 12.
1: Yeah, or 15. And (laughs) we all all have our... uh, (laughs) It's a spectrum, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But then round about when I was, I don't know... 18 to 20, all of a sudden it seemed like adults were doing Halloween. Cause right. I remember thinking how weird it was that like, you're buying a costume or you're, you're having a party on how, isn't that for kids? What?
0: Yeah. Right. I don't know.
1: And, uh, it, and it shifted. So we lived in West Hollywood for, well, I mean, I lived in LA for 25 years and, um, the Halloween, The West Hollywood Halloween Carnival, we just always called it the Halloween Parade, right? When
0: did you live in West Hollywood? Huge.
1: Uh, Three years.
0: Where did you live?
1: We lived off of Melrose.
0: I don't think I ever visited you when you lived in West Hollywood. No, probably I don't remember you living there. Probably not. That's weird.
1: That's just about the time I met James, so I'd moved from Long Uh, Beach.
0: wow. Wow, you've known James a long time.
1: I have known James a long time. I've known how you long? twice as long, so we won't talk oh, yeah. about that. Yeah,
0: no, yeah,
1: forty years. Jesus, it's can't impossible. Have you known no. James
0: for twenty years?
1: Just about. Holy crap!
0: Yeah. Wow, how does that happen?
1: I have no idea. Well, <laughs> I met him around the time you got married, so you know, I'm going to say, do Was the it math. Really,
0: around that time?
1: Uh, like, well, yeah, just uh, maybe the same year. Met him in wow spring. And then, I thought
0: for some reason I thought you'd been together for a while when you were at our wedding
1: maybe, I mean maybe it had been a year um wow I've got a trick question how many years have you been married now
0: um a bunch
1: okay so yeah so we've it been it was
0: 2003 so what's that 15? same
1: year yeah so I don't know. 17 17 years
0: 17 years yeah okay
1: uh, so bang right
0: but, wow but
1: anyway so the the West Hollywood uh Halloween festival gets yeah. like, I mean, I worked for the city for a while. And so our figure was 400,000 people, like 425,000 wow. people would attend, right? And what yeah. you had was a couple of blocks, couple of city blocks that are closed off pedestrian only right in front of all the bars and then all the gay bars. And then people just sort of walk around in the street in their costumes. And some of yeah. the costumes are insane, Fun. Right?
0: I bet, yeah.
1: Um, And super fun. I don't think we've ever had a shooting or uh, any issues around that. Uh, But that is also all adults. It is not children going out or people bringing kids. It is adult and sometimes it's very adult. Some of those costumes are a little. You know, Halloween's the one night where your inner. Is the S word allowed? Sure. Where your inner slut is allowed to, like, what if I said some really horrible (laughs) S-word? Like what? I don't know. I couldn't think of an
0: (laughs) (laughs) S-word. I couldn't think of an S-word. That would be so bad. That would be so bad. Me either. But it just,
1: (laughs) slut feels like one of those where, one, it hurts my feelings, because hi, no, it's not true anymore. Uh. And two... <laughs> I'm not in the competition anymore either. Everybody, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, so a lot of like provocative uh, outfits and, and stuff like that. There's not so much candy. Yeah. That's all like the drinking and stuff. Um, and yeah, so- I guess
0: so because they have all those sexy Halloween costumes, like sexy ants or sexy. I don't know what. I can't think of anything. I'm sexy sorry. Sexy ants. <laughs> A- a-n-t <laughs> oh okay
1: because i went straight to like my uncle and then his sister my aunt
0: like no.
1: dang
0: <laughs> i just couldn't think of anything that would you know, that be sexy sexy. aunt. <laughs>
1: Oh, this corn's so heavy, I can't carry it. Will somebody come over here and help me? You can lift 50 times your own weight, lady. You're lying. Put your sinful antenna away. (laughs) I'm sorry, but of all the insects in the world, a bee. I guess okay. Sexy bee. <laughs> sexy bee. That, that makes absolutely...
0: more sense. I'm How would you even bee? fucking do that costume? That's completely awesome. logical. Just put high heels on. And... I don't know. <laughs> Carry around some breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. I'm so... Uh, i totally crying
1: This is Jeez. bomb for the soul As my friend Judith <laughs> would say That's
0: good Bye Bye Bye, <laughs> Bye James 15, Off to
1: 24. work <laughs> Okay So on to more serious topics Right, okay. like Halloween. Um, so, okay, so there was like this shift where, when I was growing up, it was just for kids. Adults really didn't observe it or participate. Pardon me. And then, um, yeah, it became much more for adults. And now, I would say it's probably even more adult-driven.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly see a lot more advertising that seems to be aimed at adults. It's Halloween central-centered. So, I, I guess kids still do go out and trick or treat but I sure don't see them on my street it seems limited at least in San Francisco to certain areas like the rich areas where the kids always want to go because they get the full size candy bars and things like that
1: I have never gotten a full size candy bar in Halloween and I buy Halloween candy to give out (laughs) and they don't buy the full size
0: you don't I would if I, I think I would if I had kids come to the house I would want to be that family that gave out the full size bars
1: well I'm coming to your house then Get ready.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can afford our own candy now. That's the part that's no fun.
1: That is the part that's no fun. Because going from door to door was fun. I mean, that was like... It was
0: fun. It was a blast. The best. Because you
1: never knew when they opened the door, were they going to be, you know, friendly and nice, or were they going to send you packing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, do you have an apology or do you have um, an apology that needs to be made to you?
1: I do have an apology that I need to make. So, for our segment of Who's Sorry Now, I am the person who is sorry. And so, (laughs) given the the theme of Halloween, I need to apologize to a bar in West Hollywood called The Revolver. (laughs) Because one Halloween night during the festival... When the bar was packed, I reached over the counter and grabbed a bottle of bourbon and stole it (gasps) and drank it inside the bar and gave out free shots to people. And I thought it was... Are you
0: kidding me? No,
1: I'm not kidding.
0: And they didn't arrest you and throw you out? I don't
1: know that they noticed because there were so many people in the bar. Um, Wow. Yeah. And so uh, the revolver went out of business.
0: I guess it did. Because
1: of that bottle of bourbon that I
0: stole. <laughs> it was the
1: thing that hit the profit margin. Um, so, so yeah. And, I mean, you know, I can't say, like, all oh, the bartenders didn't know. I don't know if they did know or didn't know. But it was probably just one of those, we got 6,000 people in here. We're going to leave yeah. it alone. So, uh, Revolver, I apologize for stealing from you on Halloween. You are overcharged for your drinks.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> Alright well I'm sorry they're not still around But maybe the owner will, will remember Or one of the bartenders who was there At the time will remember The
1: police are, I'm sure are on their way gone. to my house right now I mean Catholic <laughs> guilt is never ending So that is the apology That I am making this week How about you are you owed cool. or do you owe Are you...
0: I am owed an apology And that would be my mother owes me An apology for many things But Halloween related um, She owes me an apology for making me go out one year um, because we didn't have a costume, so somebody did not plan in advance. This was when I was probably eight, maybe a little bit oh younger. Oh my god, or seven that's
1: the peak um, Halloween trauma time! Like,
0: right, right. And I didn't have a costume because we hadn't planned for one. And of course, somehow that was my fault. But whatever. When I was eight years old. Of course, I should be able to go out and obtain a costume for myself. <laughs> so she made me go out dressed in a black leotard, black socks, and black gloves. And say that I was the thing.
1: Oh, no. I mean. I know. I know. It was so embarrassing. That is not even close. (laughs) Did she write a sign and tie it around your neck so
0: everybody could. No. No, but you know what? Nobody even asked. (laughs) I think they just all felt, felt so sorry for me. They gave me candy. Please go away, little girl. You look sad.
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she and my mother owes me an apology for that. So I would accept an apology from my mother for that or for anything she would care to apologize me for. If she apologized to me for that, I, I would let it um, represent all the apologies that she owes me. But she's not the kind of person to apologize. So that's never going to happen.
1: Oh, man. I feel you on that. Oh, well.
0: Um. <laughs> Some people are too proud.
1: Some people just never make mistakes. I mean, you just don't understand how correct she is, <laughs> how right she is.
0: That's right. Exactly. Exactly. I was really the one in the wrong. What was I doing wanting to go out for Halloween?
1: Oh, boy. Well, mm-hmm. we learn. We learn. Yeah. <laughs> we learn and we uh, and we grow until we die. <laughs> 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 and then the sexy ants come for us in our coffins <laughs> pull us out make us dance
0: <laughs> well i think that's it for this week uh what are we gonna do next week
1: that is well next week is going to be such a great week because uh in our timeline non-podcast internet world right and like Mm-hmm. calendar linear time it's the yeah, election well. next week and so oh god there's going to be a lot of oh no that happening
0: oh no yeah um should we do an election related apology is there such a thing or like a a, a trump related apology
1: there is that newspaper that published the um the wrong president winning like in the 40s or like Dwight or McCarthy or whatever wins, and and he didn't. And I don't know if they apologized.
0: McCarthy, I, I, Eisenhower, Truman, and Eisenhower. I
1: I only know I know enough about history to sound stupid when I talk
0: about <laughs> history. We could do that one. I don't know if they apologized or just I don't know if they what they did. Um, a
1: retraction, you know. Yeah, it is a retraction and apology. We'll have to take some time and. Think about it, uh, we have some backup ones. We may not want to do anything political next week.
0: Oh my God, yeah.
1: We may only want to do political stuff. It just kind of depends. Has Hillary apologized for eating babies? Has that come out yet?
0: <laughs> Never.
1: Hmm. Mm. Mm. No. I don't know. we might
0: want to, we might want to do something that's totally unrelated, um, but we'll we'll think about it.
1: We will think about we'll it. So thank you time. everybody for listening.
0: Thank you. Bye.